0: In today's show, we're looking ahead to Saturday's action in the NBA. There are eight games on, injury news, streaming options, and Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are locked on fantasy basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd, and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore and on Instagram at LockedonFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Picks. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code Locked On. That's pricepicks.com, promo code Locked On. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. There are eight games on on Saturday. A lot of these are Friday-Saturday back-to-backs. So we're going to talk about the stuff that we know so far and just things that we're watching for, um, and yeah, and some streaming options for that Saturday. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> Kings and Magic. That is the first game up. Cool. Kings are one and a half point favorites. There's no total announced yet, but Darren Fox, there's some good news. It looks like he will be close to returning to action. He he did practice a little bit. He's got a sleeve on his knee. He might miss one more game, but it does look like that this bone bruise is not going to be a Kendrick Nunn bone bruise or Alonzo Ball bone bruise. It looks like it's going to be short term, which is great. So we want to watch to see whether he plays, how much he plays, and how that impacts everyone else again. Probably just going to be similar to what it was earlier on. And then, fan pants, Kevin Herter, who has been, let's be honest, like pretty ridiculously good all season. Definitely. Um, now, in the past, I've been accused of being, man, Josh just loves Kevin Herter. He's always going to defend Herter. He's never going to say to drop Herter. He just loves him so much. Yet, somehow I seem to be behind the eight ball on Herter this season. Now, I am pretty confident from street strike pretty confident 100% confident he won't remain a 52% 3-point shooter which he currently is this season and that's going to drop so much of his value down he's hitting 51% from the field and 43s a game it's going to fall I'm guaranteeing you that but he's been great he's a key part of what they're doing I'd have no fear of him losing minutes and roll and let's see if he can keep rolling for at least another game here for the magic i want to watch bol bol because it was a disappointing game from bol last game he still got two blocks but only 18 minutes. Now, that some of that is definitely matchup-based. He was really struggling against the Warriors, as so many big men do. But the fear of that has always been when the guards do come back or things change, he is going to be the guy that loses, not Bunkero, not Wagner, no, not Carter. So, against a Kings team who's not quite the same as the Warriors team, how does um, balls role look? Balls roll. Um, he will continue to start, I'm guessing, with Suggs as the other starter there. And how does how does he look? And talking about Suggs, he was amazing against the Warriors. He's got to be added everywhere. Yeah, you know, I don't think he's going to be that good. He shot unbelievably. He got huge usage, the assists and steals. Maybe that can be real because he can do those things. But that shooting percentage was really high. The free throws were really low, so there's going to be some balance in between there. But I'm really excited to see what Suggs can do now that he's got an unencumbered un- un- yeah, unencumbered run at the starting point guard role. Cole Anthony will be out. Fultz will be out. Gaz Harris will be out. Terrence Ross is questionable, and Darren Fox is officially questionable as well. The next game is a back-to-back. It is the Nets and the Hornets. They're both on a back-to-back. Ben Simmons is going to be out. He's going to miss both the Friday and Saturday game. Kyrie is going to be out. He's going to miss the five games. Now, Kyrie, since I last did a video, he has posted an apology on Instagram. That is not the entirety of... Of what the Nets needed him to do in order to return, there are other things he needs to do, but it's obviously a massive positive first step. I didn't expect two hours after the suspension that Kyrie, who had refused to apologise before, um, had uh, was going to throw out a, 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 an apology to that to that degree. It was obviously very encouraging. To see him do that, um, you know, where it goes from here, I, I have no idea. It's uh, Often with Kyrie, it's easier to put something in writing. And then when he is asked questions by the media, he often uh, can turn himself in, inside out and into circles and get back into trouble. So we'll see exactly what does go on there. But it is a great first step. So maybe the suspension is only five games. But reading the piece from Woj and Ramona Shelbourne today, they were talking about how frustrated Shaw Marks and Joe Sai and Adam Silver and everyone was like, this guy's a this guy is ridiculous. Like we've got to suspend him. And Joe Cy pushed back on it and eventually had to cave in to that. Um we'll see exactly what they end up doing here. But this isn't it wasn't just Kyrie, please say sorry, then you can come back. There were a few other things in there. I have no idea what they're going to be or if he's going to fulfill those, but it is obviously a positive first step. In saying all that, Kyrie's out. Simmons is out. Tony Warren is out. LaMelo Ball is out on the Hornets side. I don't know about um, Seth Curry, who continues to be listed as out for injury management. This is not injury management. He played one game. He's now missed three in a row, and he might miss a fourth in a row. This is a setback. This is a hundred... Your injury plan is... Seth, play half a game, and then don't play again for a week. That's not an injury management plan. That is a setback. That is soreness. That is swelling. That is a setback. So we will see what this means for Seth. Um, I don't know about Rogier, or Haywood, or Martin... Rogier continues, amazingly, ridiculously, continues to be listed as doubtful every single game. So we'll see whether he's able to go. Um, and Gordon Haywood is listed out for Friday. I don't know his status yet for Saturday. For the net side of things, with Simmons and uh, Simmons Curry and Kyrie out, I expect Paddy Mills to start. I don't expect him to be a great fantasy option, but if you are looking for points and threes, you can bring that I don't think you're going to get gigantic Cam Thomas minutes. Cam Thomas is a great one-on-one player. He looks cool when he gets buckets, but he's a bad three-point shooter and he doesn't do actually anything else well apart from one-on-one scoring. And that's not what the NBA is about. So I know people see Cam Thomas go into Summer League and drop 30 and go, man, this guy, he needs to play more. But in terms of overall production in an NBA game, he has never shown me one thing in an NBA game where I go, oh yeah, he needs minutes. He's probably going to have to play them but I don't think he's going to be in a role where it's going to make much difference for fantasy. Let's see how Nick Claxton continues to go. Big minutes the last two games without Simmons. I expect that happens again. I also think that uh, Joe Harris is going to get more minutes, but I don't think these guys are 12-team league ads. For the Hornets, um, Jalen McDaniels. We want to watch Jalen McDaniels' role. If Haywood's out, if Haywood's in, he's flying at the moment. A lot of stuff he's doing is completely unsustainable. We know that, but he's putting up good numbers. While Mason Plumlee, sneakily, is doing some things. He's sneakily doing some things. So in a 14-team league, you want to pay a little bit of attention there to old Mace to see what he can bring. Guys, you want to play daily fantasy sports? I get it. It's fun. But sometimes the original form of daily fantasy sports, it's annoying. Like it's too hard. It's too annoying to go up against multiple people who spend their entire life putting in lineups and fitting into a salary cap with price picks. You just go against the player projections. Paddy Mills over under 12 and half points. You pick the over or the under. Nick Claxton over or under two and a half blocks. You pick the under. And you can do this up to five different individual player projections. And you put them into a lineup. And you can win up to 10 times your entry fee back. Simple as that. You can do it in under 60 seconds. And if you do win, the payouts are fast and safe as well. Price picks is available in over 30 US states and in Canada. And it's not just the NBA. You can play many sports. Now, people ask me often, Josh, are you actually a really massive disc golf fan? And I'll be honest with you, I don't know anything about the sport. But it's fun and it's my number one thing that you should be looking at at price picks outside the NBA because why would they put that in their ad copy if it wasn't super cool there you go disc golf i am going to start watching disc golf because i'm super excited about it but it's not just disc golf because let's be fair we all love disc golf now we've been converted haven't we but after disc golf it's NFL it's major league baseball it's hockey it's soccer it's college sports football basketball men's women's it's nascar it's golf it's esports it's boxing it's mma it's cricket there's so many different sports that you can get on PricePix. So download the PricePix app or go to PricePix.com and sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match. I have a real problem saying the word instant. 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 That's a better word. Instant deposit match. Up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. Don't forget to use the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant Deposit match up to $100. Cool. Pelicans-Hawks is the next game. The Hawks are two-point favorites. Um, the total is 234. The Pelicans are on a back-to-back here. What we do want to see is the Larry nance jonas Valentunas minute split. jonas vasso because Because it is not gone in Jonas's favor. I don't know what's going to happen on Friday. And this is a bigger team with Collins and Capella against the Hawks. So we'll see if that has any impact on the old Willie Green rotation. I also want to watch Zion. Not because he's fun, because he is. Yeah, Ingram and Jones are going to be back. But it's a back-to-back. Do they limit his minutes at all? The most he's played in a game so far is 33. I think he've actually played 35 maybe in that game against the Lakers, an overtime game. Um, <clears throat> but do they have any limitations on him in the back-to-back? That will be something for us to watch. Um For the Hawks, I'm going to watch, apparently, according to this graphic, John Collins, just the singular. John Collins has been great, and then faded away, and sort of pushing back towards the average. Like, he started the year 34, 36, 38, 36 minutes, and then 25, 31, 30, 31, back to the old John Collins, which is frustrating, because we saw what he was doing in those big minutes earlier on, and it's disappeared. I would love for it to get back to those big minutes, but... I have some I have some fears that maybe that maybe he doesn't and that's really annoying so you know we want to see what sort of role they give Johnny is he able to maintain a level of production that we saw early in the season or is it just going to go back to the old John Cons I also want to watch Yekara Congwa who I think he's a 12 team drop he doesn't have to be but he's definitely droppable with very limited upside unless there's an injury um Kyra Lewis will be out Bogdan Bogdanovich will be out. Um, At the moment, oh, actually, sorry, uh, after I prepared this graphic, Trey Young is questionable with an eye contusion. We saw him get hit in the eye and had some trouble seeing against the Knicks, so he is questionable. If he is out, um, Aaron Holiday would become the stream option there, and there'd be a few more minutes for AJ Griffin, I would expect. Um, All right, Celtics-Knicks, both of these teams on a back-to-back I want to watch Jason Tatum, who's been great this season, one of the MVP frontrunners, one of the top five fantasy players this season as well. But he had been shooting at an unsustainable rate. Is that able to maintain? And is he going to continue blocking shots at the same high level? I also want to watch Maximum Derek White. Maximum Derek. Because he's getting starters minutes a lot of the time. He's not doing anywhere near 12-team fantasy production, but he is getting starters minutes. So I want to see if there's any hope for him in 12s. No. But I want to see how him and Brogdon and those guys coexist together. For the Knicks, there is a rumor, and by the time you are listening to this, you may know the answer to this, that Quentin Grimes is going to replace um, Evan Fournier in the starting lineup. Originally, it was um, rumored that it'd be Emmanuel quickly. So I want to see, do they just take Fournier out of the rotation? Because Grimes was literally out of the rotation last game. Now, they could take Reddish out. Where does Fournier fit? Does Quickly's minutes go up? Does Grimes play 30? I do not think that 30 minutes of Quentin Grimes is enough to be a 12-team league player. He needs to be in a situation where he's not the fourth or fifth offensive option. Um, He's really just going to most likely be like a steals and maybe a three specialist. A three and D sort of a fantasy player. Um, Like a worse Contavious Caldwell Pope in a best-case scenario, I think. Best-case scenario on the Knicks. But could they play him the 23 minutes that Fournier is playing and give Quickly 28? We want to watch how that works. Also, want to see Isaiah Hartenstein because Hartenstein has played 25 minutes or more in three consecutive games, not including Friday. And are they going to give him those minutes over Mitchell Robinson, or is it just strictly going to be foul issues or matchup based? At the moment, Rob Williams is out. That's the only injury news in this game. The Thunder and the Bucks. The Bucks are nine and a half point favorites. The totals 224. It is a back to back for Milwaukee. Alexei Pокешевsky came off the bench in the second half of last game after starting the first, but he still played good minutes. He's played 26, 22, 31, and 28 in the last three games. That is enough to be at least a 12-team rosterable guy, but understand that there are going to be so many ups and downs with rotations and minutes with this team. I also want to watch Trey Mann, mainly because I'm fairly confident he's a drop after playing 17 minutes last game, and the return of Josh Giddy and the return of Jalen Williams, but maybe he proves me wrong there. I highly doubt it. He's not even a top 200 player this season, and now his minutes are on the way down. For the Bucks. I would say it's been, with the absence of Middleton and Connaughton, I think it's been a little bit of a disappointing start from Bobby Porters. He's been fine, but this was really his opportunity to put up big numbers, I thought, while those guys were out, and then it would fade off later. Whereas now he's putting up sort of average numbers, and then it's going to fade even further, I think. Let's see if he can change my mind on that. Also, Grayson Allen, he's been dreadful. The minutes have come down, 20, 20, and 25, the last three games, not including Friday. <clears throat> he's not really contributing anything. He remains a stream because he's a starter, and there is 15.33 upside on a good night, but he's been bad. Middleton's going to be out. Connaughton's out. Ingles is out. At the moment, there's no one listed as questionable. Giannis is probable for Friday's game. Potentially, he sits on the back-to-back. Don't rule that out. That That is a possibility. Rockets-Wolves. It is a back-to-back for uh, Minnesota. No spread or total yet there. I want to watch um, Jabari Smith Jr. Because the last time we saw him, he was um, shocking. Like, he was really not very good at all. Um, can he improve? I think the answer is clearly yes. Will he improve in this one? I don't know. But that's what we want to watch. I also want to watch KJ Martin, who's had a few flashes, the 20-point game, and then he backs it up with a two-point game. Consistency is not his thing. We don't know about whether J. Tate's going to play, or even Jabari, who's listed as questionable with an ankle problem. Gobert and Edwards are both listed questionable for Friday's game. And at the time of me recording this, I don't know whether they're available to play. No, they're still listed as questionable. So you'd think if they miss, there's going to be some doubt for them on Saturday. Even if they play, maybe the illness gets too much and they can't do back-to-back. So that is something to watch there. But I also want to watch Rudy Gobert because there's been some struggles for him. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. His efficiency, his field goal percentage has dropped a little bit this season. His block rate is down. He's not really fitting in as well as we would have hoped in Minnesota. And then D'Angelo Russell started out the season absolutely on fire and is doing nothing. Um, like, he's really fallen off. They don't really have another option. Jordan McLaughlin and Jalen Noel, you're not going to give that. You're not going to give them the replacement point guard job. But can Russell regain some of that early form? Or is he going to continue to take too many shots and miss too many of them? I'm a little bit worried about where it's headed with him at the moment, to be honest. The Spurs and the Nuggets. Nuggets are nine and a half point favorites. The total is 236. This is a back-to-back for San Antonio. So watch for Popovich shenanigans. All their players are back. Trey Jones, Calden, Devin Vassell, Jeremy Sohan, Zach Collins is playing. Um, But Roby and Langford remain out. But will that... That's for Friday. Will that remain the case for Saturday? I want to watch Zach Collins because he's played 23 and 24 minutes the last two games. That was without Sohan. So we'll see if, because Jeremy is playing, where does he fit? Sohan, now! Or is he going to strictly go back to being a Purdle backup? which I think is more likely. And I also want to Devin Vassell. We haven't seen him since the 24th of October. He's missed four straight games. He's going to play Friday, and we hope he's going to play Saturday. And we hope that he just goes back to doing what he was doing before. For the Nuggets, Maga Porter Jr. struggled a little bit in the last game. He only had 11 points. He only played 29 minutes, and he's been under 30 in five of his last six games. Is that rehab-related, or is that just how they're viewing him? Like, that is not ideal, is it? He was getting drafted in the 50s, which was too high for me. But I think you'd hope there's a little bit more minutes upside there. And then, speaking of minutes upside, the Shark, Bruce Brown. Brown has played 33, 30, 28, and 32 minutes the last four games. Now, one of those was an absence of Maga Porter. One of those was an absence of KCP. One of those was an absence of Bones Highland. Two of those were an absence of Bones Highland. But basically, if one player is out, Brown steps up to 30 minutes. I think that's the takeaway we have from this. Um, I'm just yeah. Bones is questionable um, Romeo Langford is questionable as well so Ish Smith is also questionable Zeke Naji has been ruled out for the Nuggets the last game is the Blazers-Suns yes, and you're not losing your mind the Blazers and Suns, they play each other on Friday, and they also play each other on Saturday, Phoenix is listed as 12.5 point favourites in this game that probably seems too much although, the Blazers could be without some really important players Damian Lillard is out Friday, as is Red Simons. Him red. Now, I don't know if Lillard or Simons will return for the game on Saturday, but if they, if they are out, Shaden Sharp and Keon Johnson is going to be your starting backcourt. And while with 12 games on Friday, that's not that appealing, with only eight on Saturday, yeah, I would stream Shaden, and I would definitely consider Keon. I want we'll get an idea of how they look on Friday's game as the presumed starting backcourt. Also, Justice Winslow is going to get a bump. But this could carry over to Saturday, and then there is real value in that. For the Suns' campaign is out on um, Friday. We'll see whether he plays on Saturday. I want to watch Cam Johnson, who obviously the last time I saw him before Friday was awesome. Can he continue that with DeAndre Ayton back? That's going to be, a, it's a marginal question. I don't think it's that big of an impact, but it's something we need to watch. And then Mikhail Bridges, who's been just unbelievable with efficiency again. He's the most efficient wing player I've almost ever seen. He doesn't take many shots, but he never misses them. He's playing really, really well at the moment. There's going to be some drops in usage, obviously, but he's playing at a really high level. I think his value also helped was helped a little bit by Aiton's absence. Looking at streaming options, there is no Saturday, Sunday back-to-back. Looking at streaming options for Saturday, we've got Sohan, Nance. These are category leagues. Grayson Allen, Emmanuel Quickly, Eric Gordon, Derek White, Joe Harris, Kyle Anderson, you can throw Quentin Grimes in there. Deeper leagues, you've got Allen, Joe Harris, Kyle Anderson, KK, Utah Watanabe in Brooklyn, uh, Malik Monk, Javon Carter, and Jordan McLaughlin. And then for points leagues, we're looking at Sohan, Pokushevsky, Bruce Brown, Emmanuel Quickly, Mason Plumley, the Bronco, Jalen Williams. Broncos country, let's ride. Utah Watanabe and Josh Richardson. If you guys want to support this sexy mustache or if you just want a mustache ride, you can donate to Movember as I I raise funds for men's mental health suicide prevention, not men's suicide. We're not encouraging that testicular cancer research and prostate cancer research. There's a link in the video below. There's a link in the show notes of the podcast. You can just go to movember.org.au and search up Josh Lloyd and you'll find it as well. I had a goal of 500 bucks that was smashed in three days. So we've set the goal up to $2,000 now. I hope we can get there and just keep pushing. So I appreciate everyone donating as I I become more sexy and more um, suave every day with this mustache. Follow me on Apple Podcasts. Follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. If you're on YouTube, you thumb it up. You leave your comments, you subscribe, you ring the bell, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.